Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 383, and we've got a really fantastic guest. She seems up for it. She's pumped up. Yay! go. And that's <laughs> Lindsay Phillips of Smooth Selling Business Growth. I just love the name. Oh, thanks. Yes. So, um, Lindsay, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? For sure. I joke and say that I'm captain <laughs> of smooth sailing business growth. And I was, um, I was expecting you to have a captain. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a hat girl at all. And I don't have even have a boat. <laughs> but I love the water and I love the idea of, of course, you know, everything going smooth in your business, which is what we all want. And so we help our customers attract and acquire and convert customers faster through content marketing and been in business. Gosh, I run out of time. Six years maybe now. I can't even, it go all goes by way too fast. Have a team now of, I think there's 14 of us and we're just, yeah, growing. And I love, love, love what I do. Adore my clients. They are like family to me. And um, love sales funnels, especially podcasts and podcast production. And of course, have my own show as well, which um, Cindy has been on. So yeah, it's been it's been a great journey. Hey, you got your own crew, definitely. All right. Uh, um, so I also got my fantastic co-host Cindy. Cindy, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers, the new ones? Yes. Hello, everyone. It is Cindy Nicholson here. I am from thecoursewhisper.com and I help entrepreneurs that are looking to level up their online courses. Right. And I am the founder and CEO of WP Tonic. So in this episode, folks, we're going to be talking about sales funnels, funnels to help you if you've got e-learning course membership site, everything about funnels. And also we're going to throw a bit of this and a bit of that in so we keep the conversation flowing. And, but, but before we go into the main content, I'd love to t- quickly talk about one of my great sponsors, and that's Kinsta Hosting. And what is Kinsta Hosting? Well, they provide hosting only for WordPress websites. And if you've got a membership site or a or course or a, a WooCommerce site, um, your normal average shared hosting just ain't going to hack it, folks. You're going to have loads of problems. So you need something a bit better, and that's what Kinsta Hosting provide. They provide performance hosting on Google Cloud, so you get the best performance possible, but you also get a fantastic interface and fantastic 24-7 support. And we host the WP Tonic website on Kinsta. We've been doing that for over a year. They've been a sponsor for about two years. And they're just a fantastic crew. And you get all the bells and whistles. You get one, you get staging site, the latest versions of PHP. Why is that important? Well, it'll make your site super fast. Um, staging, one-click backup. And if you have a problem, you talk to people that really understand about hosting and about WordPress. So if that sounds attractive to you or your clients, go to kinster.com. Right, that's the plug. And on to Lindsay. So um, how are we going to start this, Lindsay? Are we going to start with funnels? Do you fancy 
starting off with that? Yeah, I'm game for anything. Bring it on. Um, I know, you know, we were kind of chatting before and stuff and emailing back and forth. And um, and Cindy, of course, is a whiz when it comes to online courses. But I think it, it feels like people have their courses and it just kind of stands alone and hovers by itself, which if you're like Grant Cardone and you've got like a bazillion and you're making like a lot of passive income on them, then hey, kudos to you. But I mean, we want to leverage that content and those products um, as best as we can. And I guess kind of understand how it fits into your business model and it fits into the big picture, right? Yeah, I suppose it does. Um, So how do we start on this journey of funnels and um, where do you think somebody should start on this journey? For sure. And that's a great question because you do need to get the big picture. And I I mean, some people call it a sales funnel and some people think sales funnels is only email. So, I mean, there's tons of terminology out there. Um, I call it a product ladder. Some people call it an ascension ladder. But basically, in a nutshell, if you think of a ladder, you need to have people take step one and then take step two, step three to get them where you want them to go, which you know, in most cases is like a big event or a group coaching program or one-on-one coaching, whatever your biggest ticket product is, or the one where you have the biggest ROI or whatever that may be. And so if you have, um, and I'll just kind of give an example. So a lead magnet um, would be like a step one. A webinar would also be like a step one to kind of attract them and pull them into your circle. Um, you can have a tripwire that is like a really, maybe even like a paid webinar or a really small course. And then again, it kind of depends on the cost of your online course. If it's a series, if it's just a quick one-off, they're buying something, right? They're buying your course. So what do you want them to do next that relates? Again, maybe it's a course series or like a three-month coaching program or uh, a two-day event, whatever that may be, you need to have steps of where they're entering, how they get to the course, and then where they're going to go after that. That's great. Cindy? Yeah, I think that's really important because, you know, any of the clients that I work with, really the course, the, the course that they want to create is kind of always the starting point. They, they um, know they want to create a course. And I often ask them, at, like on the yeah. onboarding part, where does this fit in your overall business plan? And, and they really haven't kind of thought that through. They're just mainly focused on, you know, getting the course done. But you really want it to be part of an overall plan. I know all of my clients want to have something beyond it, whether it's yeah. more courses or membership sites or um, masterminds. Those are kind of all of the other things. So, so, so where can this online course or a membership site fit in an overall business plan? What, what are the options in terms of what's available to them beyond just creating an online course? Exactly. And I mean, you know best, Cindy, it's like there's so many different types of courses. Some are like, a full one day immersion. Some are like, I mean, there's so many, a mini workshop, a seminar, it can be an hour. It can be like an eight week program. And again, some might be 20 bucks, some might be free and some might be, you know, a thousand dollars. So I think the level of commitment that someone has to take, whether it's time or money, I think that is like, that's weighted, right? You, 
that needs to come into consideration of how it fits into the puzzle. Because you don't want them to go from a free lead magnet to $20 to, you know, $2,000. It needs to be, it's like you have to, you know, I know it's cliche, but you have to date them. You have to nurture them. You have to get them to trust you and slowly, you know, hand out those dollars, so to speak. Um, And yeah, and another great point, honestly, is... um, the topics that are covered. I mean, you don't want to have someone coming in through a lead magnet that's covering their problem about hiring. And then you're going to offer them a course on, you know, how to generate leads because it, it doesn't correlate. It's, it's not like a natural progression. It's not salt. It's, it's not getting them to dive deeper into you helping them solve their problem. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Making sure that the lead magnet magnet will be kind of part and parcel of yeah. what the, the solution is that your online course will solve. And it's funny, I often, when I'm working with clients, I often come, they don't have their lead magnet yet, but as we start working together, we end up discovering, oh, this will be a perfect lead magnet to get them into the course because it's not something you want to include in the course, but it's a good way yeah. to track them into it. So that's something to always be keeping in mind. What is the lead magnet that will kind of direct them to the problem that they want to solve. For sure. And you want to attract them, right? Like with social media, Facebook ads, whatever that may be, your email list to get them to kind of get that lead magnet. And you're giving them a taste of like to solve. The biggest thing is you're solving their problem through the course, through the lead magnet, through whatever it may be. So you want to give them like a taste of you and then the course are like, they're hungry for more and they think you're the bomb diggity on that topic. And then naturally they would want you know, you to coach them or whatever it may be. Right, exactly. Jonathan? Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Um, one thing's um, been coming in my mind, um, oh, it's just left my mind. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. <laughs> just say the brain fart, listeners and viewers. I don't, uh, um, can you ask another question, Cindy? Uh, um, Okay, so I do actually have a question that I was going to ask. So, so you've got your lead magnet that helps direct them to the course. They end up taking the course, and you know, let's say you have subsequent rungs after this that yeah. that, that you want to attract your your customers or your your students into. What do you think about selling in the course in terms of talking about other offers? Do you, do you recommend it? Do you what 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 would you yeah how would you go about enticing people to continue on working with you? Totally, I love love that. I um my business coach Jim Palmer um and my friend that I've had for years. He's like the king of uh, planting seeds. It's like, you know, even in the, the videos or however you present the course material, I'm assuming a lot of them are video, um, you can like casually, oh, when I coached my client about this topic, blah, 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 you're seeding that you even have a coaching program. So it's subtle. You're not selling, but you're just kind of planting those little pieces of information or even like, you know, oh, I talked about this on one of my podcast shows, you know, Smooth Business Growth Podcast. You're just kind of planting that little bit of information. And same with um, using your results or case studies. That is huge. It speaks for itself, right? So even if it's in, you know, um, like the course material, whether it's written or otherwise, if you show a sample or an example in your teaching process, not only does it help them kind of picture it in their head, but you're planting a seed that you've helped this person do this exact thing. Therefore, you can help them. 
And so it kind of, you know, psychologically, they're like, oh yeah, I have the same issue. If they help that person, they're going to help me. And honestly, I'm a firm believer in like, if they log into a membership site to like kind of get their course and stuff like that, absolutely have a tab in there or page in there that is like, how can I help you more? You know, how, how can you work with me on a deeper level? Or how can I take this to the next step? You, you can't rely on them to ask the questions, hey, how can I get more? Because they're not gonna. You know, you need to like, hey, here's how else I can help or a video of like what the next steps are, whatever that may be. Absolutely. Firm believer. Yeah, I, I love that advice in terms of in the in the actual course, you don't necessarily have to be hard selling anything, mm-hmm. but you can plant the seeds. You know, yeah. you can you can tell stories, you can use case studies, you can yes. say, you know, when I was working with this client, those are all ways to plant the seeds. Um totally. so I, I, I think that that's those are great strategies where people will feel more comfortable doing it yeah. rather than outright selling. Because a lot of that turns a lot of students off too, if they feel like they're just being sold. Sure. I think that's a good way of doing it. And then, and then potentially at the end of the course, you know, do you want more? Like if you're interested in some further help or whatever, here is what I have to offer. That may be a way to, to entice those people that are actually interested in, um, you know, working with you more because they've, they've gotten so much value out of, to, out of them from, to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta cheat your own horn, man. <laughs> yeah. And you can do it in a subtle way. You can I do know, it in a way exactly. that, that's helpful for sure. Jonathan. Yeah, I think uh, I'll remember my question now. Thank you, Cindy, for jumping <laughs> in. But um, I think um, it's going to be one of my long-winded ones, so we're going to leave it to after the break. We're going to go for our break, folks, and we're coming back. We're going to continue with this great discussion with the captain of the ship. We'll be back in a few moments. <laughs> Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back, folks. Might be rough seas for your course. But <laughs> we've got the captain, Lindsay Phillips, with us. She's going to guide us to calmer waters. <laughs> uh, um, so... Um, I've had a, a bit of a go at people that say, you know, this, you know, running a course, membership sites, passive income, this whole thing, you can just set it up and leave it. And um, Cindy's agreed with me that that's a, basically a load of old rubbish. But on the other hand, I don't want to be negative because I really think this is one of the few areas that you could be in, in employment and have the opportunity to build a, a secondary business, a secondary income, and be able to do that. It's going to be hard work, but it's possible to be able to do this in a, either a part-time or a semi-full-time job. What's your thoughts about that, Lindsay? I personally love leveraging stuff you've already done. So um, one of my clients has done a courses live, and 
which has been fantastic, gleaned results and so forth. But then using that content again and um, creating it as an evergreen, um, whether it's free webinar or whatever that may be, making it evergreen. And then as long as you have a really good customer experience and a really good follow-up sequence afterwards to kind of push them to the next step, um, it, it could glean killer results. And if you keep building products based on stuff that you're already doing or delivering um, live, and then really when you're doing it live, you're almost giving it a test run, right? Like, it, is there really... Um, interested in the marketplace? Are people responding? Did you get a lot of results at the end of your offer? And if it didn't, you tweak it and do it live again. And then when it's like, you know, bang on, then make it evergreen and build it into a product. So, I mean, I think it's a great test model. Yeah, and I, was, and I also believe that it it's it's possible to do it. And, you, and if you don't have too many people bailing out, on the course, and you can build it up to a certain revenue level. You can do, and it's manageable, and you can get it to a stage where you can leave the boss, can't you? You can say, farewell, I'm going on a different cruise. <laughs> I love it. So true. Yeah, I mean, you. It, it's good to have, like, your business and what you do, but even to have a few pieces that are passive income and kind of running itself, it's not like you have to be either or, right? I mean, and if, you know, something takes off and some of those pieces are generating a lot of money for you, then do more of that. But I mean, honestly, do what it is that you love. I mean, don't create products and passive income just for the sake of it. I mean, do they, I don't know, do things that make you happy. Yeah, be happy. What do you reckon, Cindy? Yeah, well, I think that I think your point around, you know, leveraging the material that you've got is huge. I think that one of the biggest things my clients kind of realize once they put this a course together is they they've got content for their blogs and their, you know, their podcasts or their whatever they're doing. They have content yeah. for a long time and they all have materials that they can share. So so maybe, you know, if you can talk a little bit about how to leverage that material, like what kinds of things, you know, can they do with the content that they've got in their course and, and leverage it in other ways to help market themselves and, and things like that. So, sorry, was the question about leveraging your content to make a course or leveraging your course to... The other way around. How, you know, why, so you've created a course, is there an opportunity to leverage, or what are the opportunities to leverage what you've already, what you've created in there to, in other aspects of your business? That is a great question. I love when, and I've had clients do things multiple ways, especially if you have a book. It's easy to create a course on a book because you got the stuff over there already. Um, but then you can take snippets out of it and create blog posts because those blog posts, if, pe- if, if traffic is going to those blog posts, that's like a bite, you know, like a snackable bite of your course, and you're getting a lot of hits on that page, then generate a lead magnet that has to do with that because that is what is attracting people, that specific topic. And you can use that as a hook then, you know, Facebook ads, retargeting videos, whatever that may be, to attract more interest into your course. Um, or like, again, you've got the content in your course. Don't take the video that's in your course out of it and use, but you can, you know, let's say you've got, 
five-step ways to make a cake. And then whatever that one way is, you could do like a two-minute video on it and it's you're going to reward it differently anyways. But it's just, you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel of what a blog topic is, what a podcast topic is, what a video topic is, social media posts, whatever that may be. And it's also a way when you're sharing that content to see which, which tips or um, from your course are getting the most action because that will help you market the course better and optimize it a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good point. I kind of hadn't thought about that. But yeah, I find if you're creating your course, you can leverage a lot of that material to... Oh, yeah. And if you find that you're getting particular interest in certain topics that you talk about, that could be a way, something to focus on or emphasize when you're marketing. No, that's a good point. Jonathan. Yes, Lindsay. Um, One of the things we've stressed over the months is pre-identifying is there a demand for your course your subjects your experience and a lot of people um i think because they're really either they're experienced in the industry they've got a lot of experience or they've got a lot of connections they just think that because they've got that there's going to be a demand for their course um have you got any kind of tips or insights about um how they can pre-identify, is there gonna is there a need? Is there a want for their course? Because I, I personally think two areas might be Facebook groups or YouTube, but I don't know if you like those those platforms and you've got your own some of your own ideas. I think you can, I mean, there's so many different ways of testing. You can do um, a video on the topic. Um, blogs on the topic, create a lead magnet on the topics, do webinars. And, you know, whether you're doing Facebook ads for the webinar to drive traffic or boost posts, either which way, it's you have to see what is it that your audience wants. What topic is like burning in their brain? What are they suffering from on a daily basis? If you test a bunch of different topics or webinars or videos or whatever, and there's one that kind of stands out, like people really watched or they signed up for, then you know they want more of it. And even those people that, let's say you did a webinar, you could you know, approach them afterwards or do a survey, hey, would you want more? If I turned this into this, this, or this, you know, would you want a course? Would you want to deep dive into this topic to fix it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking. Yeah, I think that's so true. Um I think I think a good idea is like look at look at what's popular on YouTube in your area and who's getting views and also do that on on Facebook groups yeah. that are in your subject, and then maybe do a do a landing page with a lead magnet that answers some of those things you're observing, just to see if you if you do get people, you know, signing up. Right, right, absolutely. That could be it before you delve into a whole course. What do you reckon about yeah. that? For sure, and I've known a couple of people to have like a waiting list, right? where there's content on that page. So you're sharing content, you're serving, but hey, I'm building this course, you know, would you want to be on a waiting list to find out when it comes up and have some preliminary verbiage about what the course would cover. And then if you get enough people that sign up for the waiting list, then you know, you're golden, you've got them to 
you know, beta test it for you or whatever. And don't, to me, I'm like, don't be afraid to say that you're beta testing something. I'm launching a new course. I'm going to beta test it to a small group. You get a charter member fee for it or whatever, and then work out the kinks. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, not everything's going to work out perfectly. Um, and if it works like gangbusters, you tweak and launch. Yeah, I think that's such great advice because I, I have so many clients that approach me and they want the whole thing built out and they haven't done any provisional testing. Yeah. And um, it's a lot of work to build a really quality course. I don't. I think it's a much better to kind of build like some lead magnets and maybe a, a starter course than really delving into yeah. some massive project, isn't it? Yeah, and webinars really are an easy way to test. It's like an hour. Sure, you got to do the marketing and stuff, but really, it's like an hour of your time live on Zoom, whether you have slides or don't have slides. Um, see how the chat function goes and what feedback that you're getting and stuff like that. It's a fairly non-committal, easy way to test without investing a lot. That's right. So I think we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. We're going to go into some bonus content, um, which you'll be able to see quicker than the podcast if you go to our YouTube channel. If you want to see the, our latest interviews before we put them on the podcast and also our bonus content, go to the WP Tonic YouTube channel and you'll probably be able to see our latest interviews about two to four days before we actually publish them on iTunes. That's if you just can't wait. You just need to <laughs> and I've got it. some good stuff I can share, so you yeah, right. dive over. Wait, <laughs> listeners and viewers. Uh, um, so, Lindsay, uh, how can people find out more about you, your thoughts, and what you're up to? For sure. I mean, I'm more heavily on Facebook than anything else. Um, but if they go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com, um, they can check out, of course, all of my great content. And I've got a social media roadmap on the homepage that they can dive into. And yeah, I love connecting on Facebook. Yes. And Cindy, how can people find out more about you, what you're thinking, what you're up to? Well, they can come and visit me at uh, thecoursewhisperer.com and I'm also more active on LinkedIn. So um, come reach out to me there and say you heard, uh, heard us on the podcast. And if you want to find out more about WP Tonic, go to the WP Tonic website. We've always got some great articles, got great interviews. Basically, we provide a free course if you're looking to start your first membership site. I would suggest you go to the W site and just kind of just stick in, you know, and learn, you know, just suck it in to the mind. We'll be back next week, folks, where we're going to have another expert like Lindsay um, sharing their knowledge and their experience or we'll be having an internal chat, me and Cindy. But we're providing something of interest for you if you're looking to start that membership site with the power of WordPress. We'll be back next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.